Hello, welcome to uh, Once More with Attitude with Ramsey Omri, and here with me is my special guest, Joe Manente. How's it going, Joe? I'm very well, Ramsey. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah, now I can hear, I've just checked through the headphones so I can hear you. I'm going to take this down. So, yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, just make, I, I know how to work compressors and stuff, so like, whatever, yeah. however close to the mic the, we get from our mouths we'll be okay oh okay all right good right i the reason i i brought joe here is a joe is one of those guys who's just a, a man of all trades he's done a lot of things and he continues to do a lot a lot of things uh right now he is uh uh owner of an operator of joe's movers yes and and <laughs> yes and and fourth the fourth wall comedy theater which he technically sublets out of the space he has at the at joe's movers here in north hollywood california yes so uh, as while he has a productive moving company uh he hosts open mics and shows seven nights a week yeah uh five dollars for six to eight minutes check comedy bureau for for info uh but the reason i want to have joe on is every time i talk to joe I find something new. He's done a lot of different things. As far as I know, uh, he's been a substitute teacher. <laughs> he's been a he's de- acted improv on a cruise ship. Uh, he owns his own moving company. These are hard lefts, Joe. These aren't soft. <laughs> these aren't soft transitions here. These are not like. And, and he got his degree. He didn't get his degree in education, by the way. He got his degree in theater from what Chico State. <laughs> yes, from Chico State. These are not. These are not soft, easy turns. These are hard lefts. So it's just like let's let, let's dig in. Let's see what more Joe has done. <laughs> And and what more would Joe be doing? So, are there any other jobs? Well, you were a caddy. You were a golf caddy yeah, right out of college. Yeah, yeah, you were a golf. I do have a good memory. Uh, I have. A, you were a golf caddy out of college. Yes. So, so degree in theater. You went from golf caddy for, from golf caddy. Is that when you went into substitute teach? Oh, and he, he also, by the way, he's a comedian now. But he did. He was in a heavy metal band and a, multiple bands of heavy metal yeah. and rock music. Most notably, the Glory Stompers. Right, the Glory Stompers. Yeah. Yeah, Glory Stompers, yeah, most recently and probably most notably in L.A. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like a full minute of hard lefts, Joe. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> of like different things. Uh, the, the first hard left is uh, if you graduate from Chico State with a theater degree, you're going to have shitty jobs for a decade and a half. Right. right. It's a lot of hard left. <laughs> Until you figure out, it's like, oh, I have to work for myself now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good point. There's no easy transition from Chico State into <laughs> no, a cur- any career or no. a regular life yeah. <laughs> chico in general no that's true i was very homesick when i graduated from chico because the community there was so awesome i just loved it so much really chico is an awesome community because oh, oh, chico gets a lot of shit it, it, yeah it does get a lot of shit and deservedly so but uh that being said it is one of the fucking greatest places of all time huh. <laughs> i would say yeah right right uh, on what makes it great what makes chico great well, well it's filled with people that were just you know uh just smart enough to get into college, but too dumb to take it seriously. Right. Know? So it's right. just like, we're going to plan an amazing party and not worry about the consequences. Right. It was a good time. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. a casual, casual vibe. Yeah. It was, it's, it's just filled with cool people. You know, and that's where it begins. Uh, and then, you know, it's just, 
if you like to, dr- I don't drink, I don't take drugs or anything. Wow. Never took one the whole time I was there, and I still had a great time. Just because wow. you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a party place. People are happy, right? No one's gonna judge you if it's a party. Yeah, but, yeah. Just don't judge anybody else. Yeah. yeah, it's a party. It's got a, you know, it's it's a it's a pedestrian culture in a in a nice city that looks like uh, you know with a lot of trees. Oh, cool. So you don't have to, uh, you know, you can get drunk and there's less consequences. You don't have to drive, <laughs> you know, uh, and you know the girls are drunk, and they're you know they don't have to drive, so right? Right. Drink more, and then you know everyone's just looser. It's fun. Oh, it yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, I'd recommend it to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, there you go. That's the stuff you don't know. Yeah. Like you go to these school fancy schools. Yeah, you could sure you could learn how to be a dentist, but do you know how to party? Yeah. No. no. No, you don't. You're still as sad <laughs> as you got left as when you got in. Exactly. Your homesickness was in fact long-term depression <laughs> yeah. at all your future and present life choices. So true. Now, you went to UC... Uh, Santa Cruz. Santa I wait. Cruz. Yeah. It's not true. I first went to community college for two and a half yeah. years. I went to Park Community College. Yeah. And you survived. I did. It yeah. was tough. It was not easy. The thing, the toughest part about community college actually is first of all just not meeting people with similar goals or likes or stuff like that you just got it's just like uh uh, you mean no goals (laughs) pretty much yeah just like but then you get to the uc level and you're already two years in and everybody knows each other for the last two and a half years and you are just on the outside looking in and you're there for such a short time you barely make a blip in terms of any sort of existence there (laughs) so sure sure so I basically just got my degree. Let's put it this way. I didn't get to take any like fancy like the like, place UC colleges. They always have those pretentious courses like Jim Henson's Muppetry yeah. and uh, and uh, like, you know, <laughs> how astrology affects technical theater. Right. Uh, three credit course. And I didn't yeah. get to take any of those classes because I was so busy having to take the required classes to graduate. Right. Well, shit. Which, you got a UC degree, yeah, though. Yeah, I do. Cool. I have a UC degree. And I have to say, like, I've been using my uh, uh, beginning dance course my entire life. That's like, amazing. The, the limbering up, the stretching out, the, like, staying loose and staying mobile. Yeah. I have to say, like, if I have to say to anyone out there, if you're in college or high school, if you take, like, one – just take one contemporary dance class. It will last you the rest yeah. of your life. You I, will, you will not. It will. You will be uh, very uh, much more supple than uh, than uh, most people. I yeah, have to say. That's right. This yeah. is so true. I, I, it is important to me. I, I have a family with a lot of back history. My dad has three herniated discs. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but you know he's a tough guy. He's uh, but he also worked construction too. Like yeah. he's a, he's always been a guy who wanted to. He likes getting dirty with his hands. He's a man's man by all means. He's let's put it this way. He's Arab and Muslim, and he loves. Clint Eastwood movies like I feel like if we can get the Muslim community just on and Clint Eastwood together in the same room they would have so much in common oh yeah absolutely think about it deserts weapons it's yeah. all it's well, all even, mixed together even the old shit like Gran Torino my dad loves this shit yeah. out of Grant, just old grizzled racist Clint Eastwood yeah. and his badass car yeah, like you, you know that even that stuff like do more of that Clint Eastwood knock <laughs> off this like weird baseball esoteric movies or whatever the shit oh, you're yeah. doing knock off the republican stuff and just be an old badass it's all we want he, he stop 
what I could go on forever on this. I, I could see that. Yeah, right. Well, Ramsey, I would agree with you on the dance class because <laughs> yeah. I, I took dance in, in uh, college. I was not good at it. But, <laughs> you know, it, it consists of a room of 80 women and three guys and it's two true. of them are gay. And you're just there having, you're just sitting in the back watching these girls stretch. And, right. You know, oh, it's amazing. But you were doing it at Chico. I was oh, doing it at yeah, Santa Cruz where it was all hippie chicks who don't yeah, shave yeah. their pits and are angry at men or <laughs> lesbians or both. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, and man. so, or, or they're like really like artsy and they're still looking for a really artsy guy and i'm as like blue collar as they come like mm-hmm. shaved head chubby with a beard like and, you know <laughs> i'm not i'm not like i'm not like that wave thin goth kid who just put a like a piece of toilet paper on a wall and then wrote like a, a, a title underneath it and called it art yeah. i was just like <laughs> no i mean it's notorious in santa cruz like my my thing like we, they were telling us about colleges when I was in junior high and high school, right. and there's no grades there. That no, was, there, I, there yeah. were no grades. Yeah, it's like one of those like very yeah, liberal schools. Yeah. yeah, there was no grades. <laughs> you could add, you had to. Re, that's not true. You had to request grades. You, you had. Re- to, I requested grades my first. Quarter. You and all the other like Asian girls they got like a four point ten in high school. That's like, too <laughs> true. And then I realized, fuck it, I'm getting a three degree. I'm not going anywhere in life. I can just give me, give me the weird ass, weird ass. <laughs> grades where it's usually like uh, uh like satisfactory or unsatisfactory and then like a a paragraph long uh review like you literally <laughs> got a job review after every class basically yeah. where they just told you what they what they uh what they thought of your performance and it was just like <laughs> whatever very subjective yeah very 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 subjective <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that, that's interesting how that goes, uh, you know. It, well, of course, at Chico, <laughs> I, I went to a private high school, like college. Prep, oh, that's right. And it was just getting me ready for like this, like arduous, you know, program that I would have to go college preparatory high, you know, like at a Big Ten school or right. like Stanford a, yeah. or Berkeley or like yeah. you know Harvard. That's what Emerson is. comes to mind when those type yeah. of plus schools. And so yeah. I get dropped into Chico. It's my first first uh, experience with public education, and I'm right. like, this is fucking easy. Like I thought I was an idiot for my whole life. I know I don't blame you. Well, because they're pre- <laughs> they're prepping people for really Ivy League schools. Yeah. Like, did you get accepted to any other places, and you don't, or did you not get accepted to any other places? Or because like I have to I have to say I. I got into Santa Cruz because yeah, it was the only you. it was yeah but it was the only place it would take me to like I got rejected everywhere else so it was like and I was a midstream transfer I was yeah. a transfer in the winter as opposed to the fall sure so I might have been able to go to even cooler places if I had gone for the fall <laughs> but I was like give me the fuck out of Moore Park yeah. give me the fuck out of see me take me to the first cool college no, man. that takes Santa it Santa Cruz is is great it I, is great I mean, if that's the only place you get accepted that's yeah. that's not too bad I got accepted to. All the Chico State kind of schools and their equivalents, right? Got know, it. Like Understood. Fresno State, and got it. Like uh, you know, the the more desirable state schools didn't even get into San Diego, got it. As, uh, Arizona, yeah. AU. Uh, but in the end, I, I it worked out for the best, right? Right. I mean? So now this is, gives me a point since you're all like North California based. You were, yeah. I think, you were raised in suburbs outside of Oakland. Was that where you were? No, raised? I'm from Oakland, California. Okay, you were raised in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, so was it rock and roll that brought you to L.A. or was it? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What brought you to L.A.? Because that was that's a that's yeah, a long trip. No, definitely. I, you know, I was like really, you know, obsessed with. Uh, you know, I really wanted to be visible to people. You know what I mean? Just you know, in hindsight, it's not something I'm really proud of at this point. But <laughs> you know, uh, in Chico, I'd achieved a. There's no such thing as a famous person in that city because it's just too small right. to be famous. But right. I was like a notable person because my band, the Inflatable Supermodels, like <laughs> Punk, Punk Ska Fusion. Thank you. Yeah. Good name. Yeah. And Punk Ska Fusion. Even better now that it's Punk Ska Fusion. Yeah. Like if that was a hair band, it would have been an okay name. <laughs> right, right. But a Ska band, that's a great name yeah. for 
for a band. It's even better. Yeah. It's the so inflate was it inflatable supermodels? Yeah. yeah. Great ska band name. Yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and we were like, you know, that was real popular up there in, the, in that area, Chico, Redding, Red Bluff, you know. So, you know, we'd get write-ups in the paper on a weekly basis. Wow. And, you know, we like, you know, it was funny. And I got used to like being, uh, you know, mentioned in the uh, little rags that they have up there. And, right. you know, I was like, God, I, well, I could just, I would just love to keep this going. So I just figured oh, I'll move to L.A. <laughs> and, you know, that'll just, you know, over time, I'll just join a band and everybody will think it's, you know, I'm just as great as I am here. Wow. Yeah, of course, you have those, you know, you think it'll yeah. be a little bit harder. But, it, and of course... You know, here I am years later, and it's like never even come close. Oh, well, sure. Well, you've had <laughs> notable successes. Your band, uh, one yeah. of your bands. <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me, that was not cool. Uh, I'm glad I don't have. I fed Ramsey some eggs before we started yeah, this. Yeah, we they were get, good too. We had to get some protein going. Absolutely, with hot sauce too. <laughs> I'm a big believer in hot sauce. You put that on all this, your soups, and you're a real man. Yeah. <laughs> and you put it on your soups, but um, yeah, that so you were part of this band, and um. And uh, you, uh, yeah. So you left the band and you moved to L.A. and yeah. you started a new band in L.A. Yeah, the first band I started here. Well, I bounced around for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, I started a band, uh, uh, you know, with. I, I mean, I played in a couple like failure to launch bands, you know, right. like for the first year and a half, right. you know. And, and then I'm just like, oh fuck this bullshit! I, I got to get my own rehearsal space. So I did that. Oh wow! Just you know, with no, no. I had I had a drummer at that point, and then I just kind of built it. I'm like, well, we. I had no place to audition people. You right. know, they don't know if you're serious. They have right. space. It's just like, okay, all right, it's going to happen. That's commitment. Yeah, it is commitment. commitment. It is right. commitment. And, and they're not expensive, but they're not cheap either. You exactly. just like, uh, like 100 bucks a month probably or something like oh, that. Oh, well, this was much more than that. This was because it was in Hollywood. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're right. Yeah. Probably like, like, yeah, I'm thinking like about the hour or something like that. It's probably like 1100. Or so. It was like almost like rent or something like that. Yeah, that's why bands was, would live there. No, that's true. It, I can't remember how much it was now. 400 bucks or something like that. But uh, anyways, yeah. uh, you know, I built uh, my first band out of there. It was called the Atomic Playboy. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horror. Now, again. Okay. Been, okay. Nay. Not good as good as But yeah. Okay. If it was for a ska band, again, it would have been good. Yeah. But because it was for like... <laughs> We were terrible. We wrote the worst music of all time, but uh, great show. You know, a lot of energy, a lot yeah. of fun. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but the bunch of younger guys, I was like 25 at the time, and they were like, you know, like 18. Uh-huh. And I'm still friends with those guys. Oh, cool. Day. Right on. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, it is about making music and meeting people, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that whole scene was centered around, you know, the Cat Club when it still existed. Oh, yeah. The Key Club, the yeah. Viper Room. Um and uh, you know uh, the Roxy to some degree and yeah. we didn't you know it was just that whole area. I didn't get to see yeah. the Cat Club before it closed. I did get to see the the Key Club. Oh but you, yeah, you weren't missing anything. Uh, music, I can promise you that. Right. I, well, yeah. it is was one of those places that was um um kind of like you know L.A. rock history, kind of like gun, yeah. hair metal history. I yeah, would say by like, by like proxy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. just because it was right next door to the whiskey. Oh but, really? But there was just nothing special about that place. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they, they, their fucking business model was antiquated. You know what oh, I mean? Really? They were like the taxi cab of venues. You know oh. what I mean? You know, like how Uber is like shook up that whole industry. It's right, like, right. Yeah, right. we took away all the shit that sucks about a con- uh, being in a cab and we just made it this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what that club was. It's like they, they had a bad stage, bad sound. They <laughs> charged a cover. Their drinks were expensive. It's like, well, you guys didn't get this right on any level. Right. Like, you, you should just... just 
Make it free and it'd still be open today. It's like that you know? comic that always thinks he's funny even <laughs> yeah. when he bombs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he's just like, I got this. Yeah. We're on the Sunset Strip. I'm going to be great. This is going to be yeah. great. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you got nothing. <laughs> no, totally. And that's where the seeds of bitterness started for me. You oh, know? really? Well, you know, just, you know, the, 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 it's the same thing as comedy, Rams. You know, yeah. like, like bringer shows. Yeah. Your soul starts to it's die. True. And, you know, you're just making this music and, you know, after a while, it's just like, God, this music sucks. And then yeah. you break up and, yeah. you, you know, and then eventually it just evolved around to the Glory Stompers, which was. Right. Which was, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, um, his most notable band because they would open up for Steel Panther. Yeah, we would yeah. open for Steel Panther. We, which I view as notable and you should, too. Yeah. Oh, that's a great show. Have you seen it? I have not yeah. seen it, but yeah. I am. I'm impressed with I have seen them online. I have been consistently impressed, and their guitarist does indeed shred. I've seen him in enough uh, videos online, he does. And just watching him play, just been like, "All right, that's pretty cool." That's pretty. Plus, uh, they're notable. Like, I'm, you know, I'm like a every comedian. I'm a pervert, and uh, <laughs> their YouTube videos would ha- would show chicks uh, bearing their breasts. Uh, yeah. On um, like on the uh, when they play like you know Reddington those big festivals in the UK yeah. you know most of them are up you know and they would just show like uh, they would show on the jumbotron women flashing the band and be they'd be like oh this is great you know and plus the music is pretty fun no it's yeah. fun music the originals are good yeah. Asian hooker yeah Asian hooker yeah, yeah, like uh, patch, something about Tiger Woods oh yeah yeah fat girls. <laughs> Uh, you know, top not and their banter is funny. They're funny yes. guys. They understand comedy. Yeah. Like it's a good act. The whole thing. And then their renditions, uh, their covers are fucking top notch. Oh, cool. You know, in my opinion, I mean, I, I, your I mean, opinion is solid. Yeah, <laughs> they, they well, they're you know they're a tribute. Ba- I mean, yeah, they look like a crossbeat. I mean, they don't. They're not one specific. They're not Kiss. They're not Motley Crue. Right. But they're not Van Halen. But they have elements of all those things. Right. And, absolutely. And then they, they play all that music. No, bon Jovi, Van Halen. Absolutely. Yeah. They they they, uh, they play uh, a hair band to the tilt. To, to, yeah. To I the mean. Tilt. Yeah. They've just completely. They've they've got a little bit of everything from that era in it, and they do it all good. Like it's just top notch show. <laughs> yeah. So it was fun to open for them and stuff. Um, but again, you know, you come here with these big dreams and you're opening for a band that makes fun of bands from fucking 30 years ago. You know, <laughs> you're just going, well, God damn, like this is the, this is, this is it. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it's, it's as far as the scene goes. And it kind of isn't in a way, you know, I, I never knew a band that got signed in a decade. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the industry is, yeah. I mean, as people know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's skewed younger and yeah, yeah. More, much less towards music. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, it's one of my arguments I call about like the McDonald's argument. Like once you can sell people McDonald's, you can sell them anything. Like, <laughs> once they figure out that you can make music for, with younger people, that's uh, less uh, intensive or enjoyable even. Yeah. Like uh, I feel like most music is made for like dance clubs. It's just loud and to drown out the boring conversation. Yeah, like, pretty pretty much. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Really. Like, well, because I remember like I was I was in a, like one of those Hollywood club scenes for a hot minute and uh, with a lot of younger people and uh, I just remember like listening to the music. Like no one could. I like I was surprised if anyone was talking because like it was the music was so loud and it was a typical pop garbage and I get it. I understand now because if you make the music unlistable you try to have a conversation and drink but you don't want to make it too good so that people don't talk and drink yeah, so. right right <laughs> 
it's this weird generic like um back and forth that you know hey breed stars and i wish him all the best but at the same time like i don't think i've heard a musical instrument in a time you haven't heard one in in a good long while you know except for adele's voice <laughs> oh yeah adele's got a good voice yeah i'm trying to think of what's out there i mean there's some k-rock plays some bands oh that sure i, that I, I that's true mind. that's another uh, nice thing as much as technology might have like ruined music it has made it more accessible to listen to just who you want what you want to listen to totally because like now i just put my ipad or pod or like my iphone and to plug it into my car through a tape deck adapter and play all the music i want to play and i haven't listened to radio in years yeah you yeah know? oh interesting yeah i yeah the radios i like the radio i like podcasts you know i like the whole the whole I like radio personalities. I just, you know, the commercials are irritating. That's very yeah, true. Yeah. And yeah, and they, they, um, they're also like, yeah, they're long and, um, and they, they, um, they, they're always at certain points that where everybody takes the, the commercial at the same time. So like if, if you want to listen, you're listening to the radio and you like the one guy goes to commercial and you switch to another channel cause you don't listen to commercial. They go to commercial at the exact same time. Right. It's, yeah, so yeah, you're just yeah. like, Oh God damn it. Playing hopscotch. I'll listen to anything. I'll listen to anything. Yeah. Just not Geico. Just yeah, don't it, give it, me it, Geico. It's right always now. Geico too. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Geico. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, yes. Or one eight hundred the general now. All auto yeah. insurance, <laughs> auto insurance stuff. <laughs> leads, 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 yeah, leads you, on. There you I, go. <laughs> there you go. Or, and then that's not the only one. There's like your mattress is free. free that's or, right. Is, I don't know if that's leads or if that's um, that's on the mattress king. The, something, <laughs> like something like that. But You're yeah, killing me, Larry. Yeah. yeah. There's three or four mattress stores. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, damn it. And and it, and it's nice. It is to facilitate our sleep. Sleeping populace, I think. That's Ramsey. true. That's true. God we do need damn. we do need mattresses. <laughs> we do actually need the mattresses. What's interesting, you know, that I think about it is, uh, go see Cal. Never did radio. He always kept it to the TV commercials. Oh, see Cal, Cal. Worthington. Yeah, oh, Cal yeah, Worthington. Yeah. You know, he always. Uh, for those of you who haven't, there, uh, there was a very uh, notable car, used, maybe used car salesman, definitely car salesman, who would do these very old school commercials. Cal Worthington, you can look up on YouTube. <laughs> but he, he, uh, he, they were very catchy, uh, uh, but they were never on radio. Like They never did radio stuff. They always kept it to television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. So Ramsey Omri is from Southern California. I, most of my know. life. I was born yeah. in Boston, but I cannot call myself a Bostonian. I was uh, for kindergarten. I was in North Hollywood and the rest of my life in Ventura County. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely Southern California. Plus, I have the Southern California temperament. Like, um, You're a laid back person. I am a laid back person. Also, like, I just it's hard for me to get along with a lot of people because they come from different places and like. <laughs> they're just i guess they're just tougher places because like i'm just i i literally like i remember going to certain comedy clubs and just introducing myself to people and them looking at me like i was crazy like like i just say how's it going you know isn't it cool we're here and them just like just like get away go what are you doing yeah, yeah and i was yeah. just because it's just a casual vibe of like uh also i think it breeds also from like no you guys don't understand i'm from california that could be an earthquake at at any time we should all <laughs> we should all get to know each other in case this place comes down you guys. that's true yeah you might you don't know who you're gonna get stranded or trapped with around right, here right were you here for the northridge quake uh, uh no no i mean i remember when it happened yeah uh, i was in oakland in 1989 got it there you yeah, go yeah yeah uh, and that was 
See, yeah, that, that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> those earthquakes are nuts. Yeah, <laughs> they are scary as. Fuck. They are. They are scary. Even the little ones where you just lying in bed at like fucking you know seven thirty a.m. just thinking about you know trying to get up. Yeah, and then like. Your whole fucking house shakes. You're just like, just for like a couple seconds. Oh my god, it's it's not even threatening, but like, oh, I just I get a shot of adrenaline. Like someone's trying to break into the house. Like, yeah, it's yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because you have, it's something you have no control yeah. over, and you don't know the how much it's going to affect you. Yeah, yeah, but I just remember like the Northridge quake, like the house shaking, like uh-huh. someone was bouncing a basketball, and it was the house just like boom, 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 boom. And I remember. We, we had lived here our entire life, so we were like, get to that earthquake area. And like <laughs> I just remember like trying to move and just yelling at my brother to get up. Like, get up. Come on. I think he was just kind of hoping he could sleep it out. This like, is your twin brother? Yeah, my twin brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, sleep, we shared a room for a very long time. And so, you know, we we're just trying to like, come on, let's get to the place. But I remember like... Uh, uh, we had family from Kentucky there, and they have not come to ca- actually California since. They were oh, like, yeah. "If this is what California can do, we don't want any part of of the devil's magic here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. So you're in California, and did you was it a hard transition into comedy or a soft transition into comedy? Like, because yeah. I know you've done like you've done imp- like I said, you've done improv on um, cruise ships. You did. Um, um, uh, stand up. So was it a thing you where you were like in bands and you were like, I'm done and I'm gonna start comedy, or was it a thing where you were like, I'm kind of bored and we're not really doing anything. I'm gonna start doing blank. Right, right. Well, that's a good question, Rams. Yeah, it, it was never anything out of boredom. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a soft transition in a way. You know, I majored in theater and I got a lot of great experience. I was very fortunate to get cast in a lot of plays in Chico. It had a really good uh, local. It wasn't professional theater, but it was run by professionals. Right, community theater. Yeah, yeah. community theater, but it was really top notch, and I got a chance to play some really cool roles. Uh, but uh, you know, I got here and I wanted to act and shit. You know, in movies. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. As we all kind of. Why you you're know, here? Yeah, yeah, why you're here in you know, California? Exactly. And I'm fucking looking. I, I, as soon as I got here, I'm like, there's no possible way I'm fucking gonna play this auditioning game thing. Like, I just gave up immediately. <laughs> and, if, and if you're doing that, my hat's off to you. I'm not. Right. It's not a criticism. Absolutely. But I just, I just, I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna do music, dude. Like, I, I, I'm not gonna. You know, I'll back into that industry if I get lucky, you know, which is no way to go about doing that. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's what I did. And, uh, you know, but in in so doing, you know, I had free time. So I started at the Second City uh, when it was down in Melrose there. And it was one of the best experiences I ever had. I did the conservatory there. It was super supportive environment. Like I met so many great people there. Like if it wasn't for that place, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, For those of you who don't know, uh, Second City, a very popular improv and sketch uh, troop and training program has a wing here in West Hollywood, which uh, which, um, which which that's what Joe is mentioning yeah, here. Yeah. It's uh, known for bringing him a very prominent people as Bill Murray, uh, Glenn Radner, all the way up yes. to I think. Um, Who's the guy on Last Person on Earth? I think he was part of Second City Hollywood for a little while. Um, anyway, oh, well, H- uh, Hater went to Second. Uh, yeah, Hater. That's Bill, who I'm Bill thinking. Will H- Bill Hater. That's, Bill Hater. That's the guy I'm thinking. And of. Uh, Colbert and Carell are also Second City. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Uh, my uh, when I graduated, I was lucky. I got selected for a, a grad group, which is like uh, in an ensemble. Yeah, that uh, you don't have to pay or anything. It's just like you know, you, you get to perform. Right. There, exactly. No, I know uh, what you're talking. About. House team or whatever. And right. uh, my. Uh, my coach for that or the the director for that group was Dave Rosowski who was with um who was with Colbert and Corral right. and he didn't 
get famous in that way. He's just known. Yeah, in, Dave Rosowski yeah. is a cult figure in, cult the, figure, in yeah. the improv scene. He's I didn't a, know you knew him. Uh, I know everything about improv. I did for a decade. I did not. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because I never did the big. I did. The, well, we can get to that in a big time, in another time, or we'll get to it in this interview. But I just want to get to Dave Rosowski real quick. Yeah, uh, Dave yeah. Rosowski is a cult figure in improv who um, is most notable as a teacher and a performer. Uh, he's uh, uh, improv is very notable for having gurus. Uh, it's a very uh, system that breeds it and kind of almost fetishizes it in a little bit, in a way. And because uh, uh, mostly, since it's an ever evolving art form, it's basically whoever comes up with the smartest, smartest ideas that can facilitate the best improv usually get noted. And um, um, and Dave Rosowski is one of them. He's been teaching in L.A., Chicago for yeah. decades, generations. He he uh, he's a great performer. So you were saying Dave Rosowski uh, spot was your coach for for a year in the, yeah. this group called the Group, and you know mm-hmm. it was good. It was really useful. Uh, he was going through some shit at the time. He was like getting a, in the middle of a, a, a of a divorce of some kind. That's so. also notable of a lot of. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of turmoil, turmoil, you know, and uh, you know, so it was, it was cool. And then I ended up uh, leaving that group and going with uh, uh, Mike Ross and Amy Seeley and their group on a different night. It doesn't matter. Right. But uh, my level five teacher at uh, Second City was actually a guy by the name of Jay Leggett, and I don't know if you know who Jay Leggett I is. Don't. He is. Um, the big fat white guy that was on in living color like towards the I, end i know exactly yeah. who you're talking yeah. about yes he uh in the credits he wore like this weird carny hat and shit like yeah that. I, I know who exactly who yeah. you're talking about now jay was like my mentor i loved him so much and you know he was a super smart guy he he actually passed away in 2013 it was really Aww. sad for everybody he wrote without a paddle with um uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, I, I I don't know yeah. who, but yeah, it's uh the guy Seth Zach she, Zach Shepard and Seth Zach Green. Shepard's in it. Yeah, Seth uh, Green. Yeah, uh, and it, you know, and he, some other other things. And he was on. He's been on TV shows yes. since. But uh, he was just a big influence and a cool guy. And anyway, so I had the I was lucky to work with these people, and I, I auditioned for Vote Co with Second City, and I and I got to be on a cruise ship doing improv essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that's what it is. Basically is that second city has a lot of, um, corporate, um, I would say like uh, functions, identities, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. one of the things they do is they provide entertainment for for cruise ships. Correct. And so you, if you go to an improv show on a cruise ship, it'll most likely be brought to you by Second City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is with the Norwegian Cruise Lines. So Norwegian that, Cruise. Line. I don't know if they still have a contract with them or not, but they did at the time. Right. And it was to be. I mean, it was hard. It was an easy job, but it was you know you're living on a boat for like six months, which I didn't like because I. I even get seasick on a fucking cruise ship. I mean, it's pretty, I'm pretty sensitive to it, you know. Aww. So it was, it was, it was rough, you know. Like I caught GI immediately. Like right? oh, it's just like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> right? just, I got like, I don't know, which is a bacterial thing. They didn't have anything to do with motion sickness. There's just yeah. weird things about cruise ship culture that you just yeah. wouldn't think of right away. You right, know what right. I mean? <laughs> um, but uh, you know. So, uh, but it was cool. I did that and I came back and, uh, and then on the boat, we had one night where we had to do a variety show and do like kind of like a special talent. And I was just singing silly songs essentially. And then that's how I got, got into stand up. It was just kind of like, uh, funny songs on the guitar. And, uh, and I came back, I, I didn't improv again and I felt like I didn't. 
I just didn't. I just felt that, that's a, it's a good high point to leave on. It's yeah, just, I appreciate like, that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good high. <laughs> I mean, we'd all like to leave, leave on a high point, like getting on SNL. But right, sure, but I'll as take you, that. But as you grow up, you're just like, well, I got I got on a cruise ship with my improv. <laughs> exactly. That and was it, pretty. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty noticeable credit. So yeah. yeah. Um, no, and it went all around. I mean, it was like I was lucky. Some of those are like booze cruises. This one was like like a, it was very historical. It was like a Mediterranean cruise. Oh, that's right. Because you mentioned stories about Turkey and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we stopped in fucking Turkey and Greece and Italy and Rome, you know, Rome and, and, and even North Africa. We went to Morocco and <laughs> uh, Egypt. Uh, that's, you know? that's a great tourist destination of the Mediterranean. Yeah. Good for so, you. No, I, I was, it was, you know, it was interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm <laughs> I'm not a traveler, so. Right. I'm, uh, I, hence I can't, the GI. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like pathetic. Um, <laughs> I'm one of the weak. I would be, I'd catch a disease and die like right away. Right. But, <laughs> um. No, you'd be like, you know, you'd be one of the strongs. You could lift stuff up, and then all of a sudden your stomach would explode. That's the like irony of it. You'd yeah, be like, he's fit. Send him out in the world. You take one drink of water and kilo. You know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, th- th- that being said, you know, they were like historic destinations. So consequently, th- the uh, it was filled with people that wanted to see all this shit before they died. Right. So right. it was old people. Right. Absolutely. And, like, some of the shows were fucking brutal. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it was just like. Right. They didn't uh, care. You know, I mean, they're old. They can't hear what's going on. Right. And then uh, every second uh, trip was all Europeans. And some of them didn't understand English. Oh, absolutely. So you just be like trying to improv right. some shit and they don't know what you're talking yeah, can about. I get a, can I get a suggestion for <laughs> for uh, objects? Oh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, no, exactly. For an object. Abu Dhabi. Yeah. 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 Well, a lot of Dutch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Can you just say something in Dutch, <laughs> like a fuvenagen? Yeah. What, what guys? What do you think a fuvenagen is? We'll, yeah. just, we'll just work off that suggestion. Um, yeah. So it was. It was weird, but uh, yeah, it was a cool experience. You know. Right on. No, it sounds like a very cool experience. Did you get to see like uh, the like sites like Egypt? Did you see the Sphinx or the pyramids? Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like all, that? all the one of the good things about the Sphinx, if you don't know already, is that if you're looking right at it. You know, like just you know, you're you're right there, and it's out in the middle of the got desert. it. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's not it's not like Hollywood Hills is just over, overshadowing no, it. It's just no. like Kansas and the Kansas Plains, and then a fucking giant yeah. sphinx right a there. Giant sphinx, and then you have the bigger pyramids in the back. But if you turn 180 degrees to the sphinx. There is a Pizza Hut right there. I fucking <laughs> promise you that it's there. There's a fucking Pizza Hut. <laughs> I mean, it's so our culture is so pervasive, right? I mean, it's just like right. it's everywhere. Uh, and you're just sitting there like, oh my god, what have we done? What have we done to this planet? Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's one funny thing about Egypt. Yeah, I right. Was- nah, I didn't even think about. It. <laughs> no one knows because no one's been. Maybe the Sphinx's riddle is a, like yeah. a meat sausage pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Talk about playing to your uh, audience, though. It's right. Like, oh, we know uh, there's gonna be a bunch of fat Americans here. What right? would they like? Oh, sure. Well, let's get a fucking pizza hut. Sure. Right? <laughs> or even Europeans or something like yeah, that, yeah. where they're like, oh, we don't get to have Pizza Hut because we're wherever. <laughs> in Europe so yeah. we get to have the Sphinx and oh American Pizza Hut wow <laughs> da, 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 you know yeah we can have homos anywhere we're in Egypt we're from somewhere in near the African border right no it's isn't yeah. it funny how our fucking you know uh, they have those things like life after humans or whatever and, right you know the pyramids would still be here for, for 10,000 sure. years you know uh, or and even like Mount Rushmore, but like our cities, they say to be reclaimed within like 500 years. You'd never even know they were there, you know, like, <laughs> like New York and stuff like that. But like those pyramids have endured, and then you know we've 
made our contribution to the Pizza Hut. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right there. That's right. <laughs> which would, which would, which would definitely be decrepit and fall apart in ten thousand years. Right. So. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> it's almost like uh, it's a statement on how like <laughs> humanity is like a virus decomposing itself. It like you got the, you got like it almost seems like if you turn your close your eyes. And open up like a Doctor Who movie where it just like the Pizza Hut just inches closer as you close your eyes and open them towards the Pizza Hut until it's like yeah. right in the until the middle of the Sphinx. It's like go inside and see the riddle of the Sphinx and, and the, riddle, the riddle of the Sphinx is what would you like on your pizza? <laughs> yeah. Oh no! And how perfect is it? It's a Pizza Hut. You know, yes. it could have been McDonald's oh, or right. a Subway. It's like uh, it's pretty funny, but like Pizza Hut. You know, exactly. The only trivial, way it could be more perfect is truculent. if you could sign up for a book it. <laughs> Yeah. Or whatever that thing was when we were kids, it would, yeah. Um, oh my god! So yeah, that, wow. So so and then and now for those of you who don't know, uh, there was a long period. I don't know if you still do it. Do you still do guitar-based comedy, or is it, uh, or is it? Mo- are you because uh, where I, right when I met Joe, he was a very guitar-centric comic. He's a very funny guitar-centric comic. He Thank mo- you. Yes, uh, he mostly uh, he say sing songs, but he has a very strong point of view about how rock music used to rock, man. Yeah. And he has a very he has a catchphrase even much like uh, get her done. <laughs> and, 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 and uh, so you know you're a redneck if he just says explosion and yeah. it's uh, it, it gets the job done. Yes. If you, if you, please see if you haven't seen Joe live to see Sim say explosion, you will uh, you will you're in for a treat. You should definitely check that out sometime. Oh, so thank you, so yeah, yeah. So um so now you you transition from so now we're from uh, uh comic to uh um comic to guitar comic but so um uh, during this time were you a substitute teacher oh Oh. that's a good question uh i I was a sub all the way up until the boat job okay that that supported me for my first bands and then guys so you're a rock star and then you're a you're a rock star at night a substitute teacher at day yeah that was that was a conundrum you know what i mean because i was still young too you know i was only like 23 24 years old and uh, you know, like the, 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 some of the students were into it, and they wanted to come to the sure, show. You were the cool sub. Yeah, I was the cool <laughs> I sub. I mean, let's face it: there's no cooler cool sub yeah. than the one <laughs> who plays in a band that you can go see. Like, yeah, yeah. that is like that is the apex <laughs> of cool sub. I don't yeah. think you could top that. I mean. <laughs> The coolest sub I ever had was a guy who talked about girls' titties in a gross manner. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> now that I think about it, like, cool, there's no cooler sub than, like, hey, kids, oh, oh, am I, am I, oh, am I, sorry, I didn't hear you. I just was too busy rocking last yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, it was like that, you know, yeah. um, and then, yeah, and, uh, do you remember the Knitting Factory? Uh, I do remember there? the Knitting Factory. Yeah, there was an all-ages venue and, yeah. you know. That's right. It yeah. was. So, yeah, so they could see you at the Knitting Factory when you guys yeah. would play there. And that happened on a few occasions. Right. And it's funny. I think back now, those kids that were 14 then are now, you know, they're 24, 25 years right, old. Right, right, right. Um, that's weird to think about, um, that the, the, the youngest or the, 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 the very oldest students that you had are all – are. Oh, actually, the last ones that I had in 2008, which would be the youngest, are all old now. You know, right, I mean? like right. none of them are in high school anymore. Uh, right. Anyways, doesn't matter. But well, they're still young. I don't consider yeah. that. Oh, but yeah, I know what you mean. They're yeah. they, they're not they, the kids you would have seen or known right now. E- exactly. I couldn't go back and recognize anyone. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, they'd come to the shows, and it was uh, it was re- yeah, it was it was actually really cool, and you know, and it was weird because there was you know like. 
you know, I wanted to fucking bang these young teenage girls. <laughs> of course I did, you know what I mean? But if I not, never they give, did. They, they give you good mojo if they didn't. They, they str- it's a yeah. good ego stroke. It's a good ego stroke. Totally, totally. To have all these good, how's it going? Oh my God. Right, that was so cool. Flicks her hair back. Oh, totally. She probably smells like strawberries. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, teenage girl smell, dude. It's the best. It's all like just cheap lip gloss. That's all it is. Yeah. And you. But why is that the best smell in the world, though? You know, like, uh, why don't they just bottle that and put that? That's true. You know what it's I mean? True. Like Chanel number five. You know why what? isn't it just old <laughs> women would resent it? That's why they would be like, Maybe. they would, they'd be mad as hell. Oh, just like man. putting it on. I'm still young, oh, motherfuckers. Yeah. I can remember in like uh, working at Guitar Center in, in Berkeley, and there'd be like a young girl like testing out a guitar with her dad, and then like, like her scent would. <laughs> This is getting creepy. Yeah, uh, but it's true. If it's but true, but you'd be like, "Oh, hey guys, the teenage girl smell over here." <laughs> this is like horrible. God, this damn. is just creepy. It's like would be creepier. I was if, only like fucking twenty. I know. One would time. be creepier <laughs> is if as soon as she left, like all the guys leaned down to sniff where she sat. Oh, like, oh well, it never got that far. <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, but I'm a creep, so I just think those things. Oh my long. god, that's horrible. But um, <laughs> so so then you you got back from the, the to the the boat. You got back from the boat. Yeah, yeah. And so is that when you went into the moving company or? Oh, yeah. That's a good, so I didn't, I, I collected unemployment. Uh, I, I didn't, I got laid off from my job. Right. Right, I got back right after the recession hit. Oh, wow. Uh, so there was no jobs, no budget. California right. was in fucking, it was a mess. You yes, know, it, 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 was two, it was. Yeah. 2008, 2009 no, uh, time. Uh, Obama just got into office. Right. And, uh, but that's not, that's typical in California. I mean, yeah. uh, I lived oh, here been, all my yeah. life. My dad has been out of work so many times. Yeah. So he, so he, because he works uh, um, where he does manufacturing for electronics and electric computer yeah, boards and yeah. stuff like that. And multiple recessions, multiple layoffs. It's, it's part of California. You just accept it when you're here. It's just like totally. job stability is laughable even if you're not in the entertainment yeah. industry. Yeah. You hear that, Ohio? Stop fucking coming here, huh? <laughs> just stay home. Your band's not good enough. Stay home. You're Stay calm. home. It's better off anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Everybody keeps telling me that people are more attracted to my type out of state than in state. That's true. You'd be a fuck. You're a Baltimore fucking oh, a, yeah, Minneapolis uh, supermodel. Not Minneapolis uh, supermodel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but you're you're collecting unemployment. Collecting un- unemployment, and I I started laboring as a mover. Uh, you know, for cash. Yeah, right. You know, and it's funny. You know, I always like to bring this up. You know, it's the little things. You know, I remember I was going to go to the gym this one day and I'm like, oh, I, I meant to go on Craigslist and apply for a, a cash job, you know, to, to make money, extra yeah. money. And I could have either been like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the gym and not done it. But I did. And I fucking sent this guy an email and I completely forgot about it as soon as I sent it. You know what I mean? Right. Didn't, it was just a, um, it's just like, I think I just promised myself I'd do it. Right. You right, know, right, just right. to feel good. Not that I thought anything was going to happen. Right. Well, the guy got back to me like right away and he's like, well, when can you start? And I'm like, you know, you know, tomorrow or whatever. So I go and start moving. And that one email changed like the direction of my whole yeah, fucking abso- life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Yeah. And because I, I labored with him for a few months and I'm like, I can do this, you know, like I'm just going to buy a truck and uh so it started with one truck that you just bought and yeah you, yeah wow because i think you have like two trucks now I, I have three three box trucks and one pickup 
Um, Three box trucks and one pickup. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a small fleet operation, but right? It, you know, it, but it's it an, it's me. a business. That's a bigger business than guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it's, you're you're in a California, which is not easy to do. Your business has grown. Yeah. <laughs> no. Thank thank you, Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. You know, you really have to. Yeah. The people don't even. Oh, the, the regulation. They just. They they just make it fucking hell for you to do anything, um, right? Absolutely. And uh, you know it's it's been disillusioning in 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 a lot of ways, and uh, it's changed the way I view almost everything. You know what I mean? Just in terms of uh, politics and everything. Sure. You know, and it's like, uh, you know, God, all right, this might be tangential, but like, eh, that, know, that's what podcasts are for. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's like I always I was like pretty much just a your your typical liberal like. Uh, you know, in 09, you know, before I became a, a business owner, and this is, I, I say business owner, it's a very small business. Right. But, um, it's a dude with a truck. <laughs> more or less, yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less. Um, but, uh, you know, I could, after a while, I, I'd have been a Bernie supporter, hardcore, right. in 09. You know, I've been like, right. this is the guy, you know, right. like, you fucking, what could go wrong? You know, like, you know, let this, let this go. But, um, you know, as I've done this, you start to realize that, like, you know, these corporations, and I hate to feel like uh, sympathize with them, but, yeah. you know, the unions and the people are just as much to blame for jobs leaving as the corporations are. They're not doing that just to be mean, <laughs> but th there's a gigantic um, level of security that right. the American worker has become accustomed to. Right. And there's, they have major amounts of entitlements, which right. makes the cost of employment incredibly high. Right. Um, because, the average person on the street thinks that what they get paid is what it costs to employ them. Right. But that's not the case. No, not at all. You, there's workers' comp and there's payroll tax. Right. Exactly. Um, so if you make fucking, you know, uh, 20 or $10 an hour just to make the math easy. Right. Um, there's a 20% payroll tax. Right. So that's 20 cents for every dollar that you make. That's right. what it costs your employer plus the, the comp. And in my industry, that's fucking 44%. Right. Of every dollar, because uh, wow. they, they they base your comp rate on payroll. That's right. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not the, based on anything else. When he says comp, he means workers' compensation insurance. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. you're going, holy fucking crap! Like you know, and the reason that that you have it is because workers should be entitled to yeah. unemployment benefits and, right. and, and, exactly. and protection on the job. But then you throw, and so I'm able to get by, but you throw a union on top of that and the people also want like healthcare benefits. Right. And it's just like, fuck me, man. Well, that's a lot of security to provide for somebody. And they're going, we don't, we can't, Right. You know, th this is costing us tons of money. We're going to go to China if we can, right. you know, or we're going to go to Mexico. And it's just like people are unwilling to compromise all these benefits that they want, right. but well, you're going to lose your job. You know, right. you're going to kill the goose that laid the golden egg. And that, that happened. Now are corporations greedy. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, people are greedy too. You know right. what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of gray area. Like you say, like, <laughs> We'll take workers' compensation insurance. This is a fun way to t place to take a to comedians, but we'll take work. I worked uh, in businesses, so we'll take workers' compensation insurance, and we'll show you how it can be a little great area. Like the state requires work workers' compensation insurance, 
And so uh, that's a, 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 a cost Joe has to take on for the average worker. But at the same time, those workers' compensation insurance places are are owned by uh, insurance companies. Well, they're owned who, by financial institutions. Financial institutions. By banks. Yeah, by banks. And then we get into the whole conspiracy yeah, hole. But exactly. it, it is that's how the world's run by banks. It yeah. It just trickles right down. So, yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah, there's a lot of gray area. There's, there's a lot. There are, and, the, and there's also uh, both... I I've had both great and terrible experiences with unions. There are good unions and there are bad right, unions. Right. Um, when I, I know when I was working at Rite Aid, the the union there was pretty lock, stock, and barrel, like that, looking yeah. out for their workers. At the same time, I, I had a, a friend of a family who was involved with a, a, a union strike of a nurses union strike, and it, it was uh, ugly. Like it was, yeah. you know, both sides were like a little bit like kids. You know, what I'm sure, sure, so, sure. No, it's not. It's, yeah, that's so, right. not to throw a wet blanket over that issue. Yeah. There, there are good unions, and there's some employers that are better than others obviously right, yeah, right. um right but I, I can yeah but you're, yeah but the point is the point is that joe was making was uh among many of them was the, the fact that like there's just hidden costs that go into uh the modern worker that the uh, companies absorb that the, the most people don't notice because they're, they're not, it's not on their paycheck. I mean, payroll tax no. and, and uh, w- workers' comp yeah. aren't, aren't they? Since they're not part of the work, if they're, since they're not deducted from the workers' paycheck, they are. They, there's stuff you don't see that happen. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, uh, no, yeah, I worked in an accounting office for a very long time. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) We could talk about a lot of different things. We can talk about pussy. We can talk about taxes. I know. We're doing the hard lefts here. That's right. It's funny, you know... There was a period where I I would wake up in the morning thinking about those things. And, like, you know... Because I... Look, you know, I'd, I'd like to, you know, just be like yes you know like here's my value system it's very clearly outlined by uh, these liberal like a liberal democratic thing right. but but there's just a you know, right. There's lots of other things going right, on, right. you know. <laughs> right. Um, well, since we got into politics enough, we'll take it a hard left into a different direction. Okay. And I think about this because I think about this when I think about you. You're a very handsome man. You're very. Oh, accompli- thank you. You're thank a you. Very, a very accomplished man. Joe is ridiculously handsome. It's annoying. Uh, I don't know about that, uh, but, but yeah, uh, <laughs> and he's also very accomplished. Hence, uh, a uh, running theater and and moving company. Yet. Yet, uh, no wife, girlfriend, kids. Oh, nothing. <laughs> Joe is in a. We are in because like we didn't want to do this at the fourth wall. We we're literally in a in a an apartment with one couch, a couple of lights, and nothing. Nothing. There's like it's blank. It's obviously this place hasn't had a, a woman's touch on his apartment, or maybe even Joe in a little while. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, so yeah. I mean, I, of course, like you are. In, you are the reins on that. I don't want to pry in too much, but no, I always no, wondered, that's a like, great question. Yeah. Like, what? Is, is just like, is it, is it lack of opportunity? Is it lack of interest? <laughs> is it just like you just didn't find the right person? Or just oh, like, in, as it pertains to women? Yeah, yeah. I am not interested in women. I'm, wow. I'm just not. Kind of uh, like in an asexual way, or no, no, no. I I like to fuck and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> I, but, <laughs> I jack off. I watch porn. I do all that stuff. But uh, no, no. I, it, as far as where I want to be with my life right. and my goals uh you know there there is no room there is no room in my in my mind for or in my there is no room to, to deal it. with any kind of bullshit right you know? exactly I, i'm not opposed to the idea of women but you know i've met very few and i'm you know i'm gonna uh, that are you know like uh I, it's 
that got you or no that are uh that you got <laughs> well that are financially emotionally and uh and uh well just more or less financially and emotionally stable you know what got i mean it. yeah right you know, I, I have a bad attitude as it pertains to women i don't want to there was a point in my life where i really wanted to like try to hook up with as many people as possible in my twenties and stuff like that. And then I saw how horrible and fucking destructive that can be. And it gave me a lot of anxiety on top of it. Right. And and, and at the end of the day, I just, Ooh God, I just, you know, I, I, I I would prefer to be alone. Got it. Yeah. Understood. No, absolutely. You, you, you prefer the freedom. I mean, the freedom. Yeah. Because I I understand that. Yeah. Because I get lonely sometimes. Understood. uh, That's the price you pay. No, that's absolutely. But you get to make your own choice, make the own choices. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you, and we, you choose. There's just always something I always wondered too. Like, yeah. Oh, well I appreciate that Ramsey. And I, you know, I don't know. I I appreciate you saying that I'm handsome and all those things, but, uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not, um, I have probably, you know, I don't date any more than you do. I'm, I, pro- I, I promise you that. You know, I, I don't know. Are you dating right now? I don't, I, yeah. I try and then I stop. And cause it's just, yeah, I have no interest. I, in I've been either. stood up way too many times. Yeah. I, yeah. Join the club. Join yeah. the club. Honestly, I know you might not believe that. Right. You know, just because I'm like considered more physically fit or right. whatever. Exactly. But, and accomplished. Oh, well, <laughs> we both have degrees, but you know, it, it, the scene here is also tough, you know, because it's all predicated on, you know, being the top of the top, you it's know what I mean? True. And uh, you with a bunch of dream chasers, they're not going to, what makes you think they're going to settle for their mate selection? You know, yeah. a good looking woman, why, if she has options, why would she, um, why would she not roll her dating and her social climbing into one thing? I would do that <laughs> if I could. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I think it happens all over the, all over the world. I, I call it the community college, um, theorem where it's like, if you have 10 guys and 10 girls, like, um, everybody wants the top three. And nobody wants to take like number seven. No, 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 no. Nobody fucks their equivalents. So yeah, Yeah. exactly. So everybody would rather hold out for three uh, and make bed with those choices than than just like just go just grit and bear it. Seven, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, good, yeah, good to know. Just one of those weird things I always wondered about. No, I appreciate that. I, I, it's just, it's, 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 it is a choice though. I'm not, I'm not a true forced loneliness kind of man right right you know i, I mean i i could deal with that i don't want to deal with it and i i'm going to come off sounding like a woman hater but like man the the culture of the the culture that we live in here mm-hmm. like i don't know some female behavior is just that the, the that's acceptable to me is just right. like fuck are you kidding me like no like to me it's almost just like Ooh, like, do you have like a personal experience or a story? I, I, oh, I, I, I've dated some fucking abusive people. You oh, know what I mean? Okay. Definitely, they were like alcoholics and stuff Got like it. that. But uh, so maybe I, yeah, I, I don't want to base it on that. That's but, true. But just like what you're expected to do as a man, and you know, <laughs> I, I just don't want to do any of it. You Got know? it. It's a lot of obligation. It, it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and in a marriage, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Never. Never. Ne- well, not unless they change the fucking laws, oh, you know what I mean? Good point. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. You do, you, she would get half of a biz, moving business where she probably hadn't moved a box <laughs> in her life. Well, I think it's a, a 50-50 from when you like first get married. That's right. Yeah. It's very true. Right. So, right. Uh, but, 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 you know. Hypothetically, if you got married, right? right but yeah. they, so, you know, you're looking at, so I look at mate selection. It's like, yeah. well, what are you bringing to the table? Right. If you want to have equal rights and everything, it, right. it's not like uh, I want to get in a fist fight with you. Like, right. it's that kind of thing. It's just kind of like, 
you know, you know, I, I can't, I'm not, I don't want to date you if you have fucking student debt. I don't want to take that into my life. I don't care how fucking hot you are. You know what I mean? It's not worth it. You know, especially if it's like a theater arts degree, you know where that's coming from. Yeah. You know, and then they're asking for the world. Like they have all these fucking requirements and it's just like, well, what do you, what? right? No, yeah. That's a very annoying thing you will see. Uh, I don't know. I know women get a lot of dick pics and that's annoying. Oh, I'm but, sure it's horrible. But like for guys, it's annoying to us that we see a lot of, is we see a lot of women with a lot of demands and not a lot a lot to say what she has to offer. Yeah. You'll have a lot of women like, take me out and treat me like a princess. And it's like, well, the fairy tale is what? Like, what What do you got? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A princess has a kingdom that you marry into. Right. <laughs> That's a good point, right? What is your kingdom that I'm marrying into, you princess, you royal highness? Yeah, right? yeah. Your tits? That's the kingdom? Great. Yeah. I can get that through porn. So I guess maybe that's, you know. Yeah. You know, that. so, well, yeah, as, as irritating as, <laughs> as women are sublimated into objects, um, um, they're sometimes... Uh, for guys, they're uh, they guys are sublimated into kind of uh, a convenience tool, like make my dreams like a yeah. magic wand. Well, th- th- no, perfect, Ramsey. That's what I. Let me articulate my sure. point. I don't want to be a utility in somebody's life, right. and that's what it becomes. You know, right. what I mean, as a man, you become a utility in a woman's life. Right. It doesn't matter, even right. if she's a really good person. Right. My mom. It, your mom right. everyone's mom nags they want you to do things yeah. they want your dad to do stuff right you know as soon as i fucking walk in the door and my mom is a super nice considerate right. person but after a few days you know she you know wants me to do stuff right and I, don't exactly. do it, you know? I understand no it's very yeah. true no it's very and, true and she's but that's that's the way of our evolution yes and and, and we objectify women that's the trade-off yes. they use us as utilities and we objectify them you know so yeah I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, no, I, I just can't be having that shit. You it's, know? True. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And so, sometimes it's just like there's just not, you, you know, there's something to be said for luck, you know, and sometimes it's like luck just doesn't smack you in that way in a certain place. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, there's, you know, I think some people, a lot of people overthink their singleness and I think it's just like, you know, it's just like the fight, whatever magic, whatever world was out there just didn't give you what it was. I mean, he, I always think of like stuff like that, like a spider caught in a drain or a bird out in the wire, you know, it's just like some, you know, fuck it. That spider doesn't want to be in the drain or the bird doesn't be on the wire. <laughs> Fucking, you know, shitty things happen to everything, you know? Yeah. So you're just like, meh, meh. Just make, <laughs> spider will crawl out of the drain if it's smart. And the bird will finally, will get the fuck move on get some worms if it's smart, you know, and you right. take it from there, you know, you do, yeah. you do. And on a side note, I love my places. Yeah, I do. I love Joe's I, place too. I love having you, nothing. It's so, ugh, you would think, Man cave would be like tons of TVs and stuff, but Joe's Joe's place is literally just a couch that looks out to his patio where there's like a sofa and there's like nothing else. There's like it's bare. It's literally bare of everything. Like, and it's it's strangely zen and relaxing to have. Thanks, like, Ramsey. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> like, I, I I have to admire that. It's it, and I have to also admire the ability to stay clean enough. Because I'm, I know I have family of clutterers. I'm a clutterer. If oh, I, okay. You, you know, you, you you know, to not have this place covered in like news piles of newspapers and garbage and right. shit like that. <laughs> you know, like it's like. It, I know I have family and myself. I'm like that. If like, oh, I have this much space. Well, then I have to cover it in crap. <laughs> I have to cover every inch of it in crap. Yeah. So like to, he, it's bare, but it's also clean. Like he's kept it clean, which is also impressive <laughs> by anybody's standards. That, it, he has not become, that he has not become a hoarder of his own uh, oh, self, so to speak. Yeah. Thanks, Ramsey. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I like a nice uh, 
yeah, less the less stuff the better, you know. Obviously, I, I was interviewing roommates for this place like a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, like a girl came in and like she automatically was like, oh, well, I have the furniture and we can put, and she started like decorating and I immediately, I'm like, cross her off the list. I'm like, I don't right? want anything in here. Oh my God. Right. She's a perfectly nice person. Sure. I you know what I mean? Wrong I'm vibe. weird. You know? yeah, I get it. No, wrong vibe. <laughs> yeah. Wrong vibe. Yeah, I get it. Like, I, I would find it sweet and endearing, and, but at the same time, kind of like, you know, we're not dating, right? That's weird. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't. I don't know if it, maybe if she was starting to replace stuff, maybe it'd be a little weird. But oh, God, yeah, yeah. No, it just it makes me cringe to like. Ugh. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a good story. Good yeah. times. Yes, yeah. Sing, single single time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all right with it. Yeah, the the loneliness, the amount of loneliness that I have to deal with is well worth the 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 freedom. Sure, yeah. absolutely. That's that's the trade off you make. Yeah, that it, is the trade off yeah. you make. It, it might change at some point. No, absolutely, you know, but, absolutely. Uh, but that is yeah. definitely the kind of like catch twenty two, and you yeah. have to just make peace with that every, every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> just accept that, like. Yeah, it is. It's actually healthy to do that because when you're alone and the, the, the dumps get into you, you just have to say, "Yeah, well, yeah, they do." You know, this, but this is by choice, and then you just like pick yourself up. Try to take, if you're feeling like three, try to take it back up to a four and just work incrementally. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, the um, oh, you know, uh, no, but the the culture here is, is is strange. You know what I mean? Like it's it's definitely not something. Uh, there's a term in physics called uh, activation energy, which just means you know the I don't know. If we've talked about this before no, but no, it, it just states yeah. simply that the more energy it takes for an event to occur the less likely that it is to occur and that is what the dating culture is here it takes a lot of planning and kind of you have to go out of your way to to make that happen and you know for those reasons you, people get stood up people flake and right. you think well oh well that's you know, people in L.A. are like that. That's everyone that comes to L.A. becomes that because you're in a sprawl. And right. it just takes a lot of energy and, and time and effort and money to do everything. Right. So, right. Um, you know, it, it creates flakiness. It, it doesn't mean that flaky people came here. Anyone. We just, it, just, yeah, the, the, it absorbs energy, you. Yeah. The energy would absorb you. Yeah. That's no, very true. So, and then you mix that in with, uh, you know, we got the dating websites now, right, right. Uh, you know, which inflates women's sexual market value to like a ridiculously high amount. You know, like I'll see girls that like, you know, like I'll go out to a bar and I'll get attention from like good looking women, you know, or they'll, right. they'll, they'll talk to me or whatever. Right. But, you know, you know, you, I, I've experimented. Like I've messaged just like a hundred girls straight away, right. not looking at looks or anything. Right. And they do not message back. Yeah. And I'm way higher than they are, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You know, they right. just want to see who's looking at them. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and that's it. And it's very, well, I think it's because dating websites have no accountability. I think it's, yeah. it's weird. I wish like every time you set up a date, it would deduct five bucks if you, if you didn't like, well, that's a good point. Because like, yeah. I think, uh, like, uh, yeah, is it about that time? No, no. Okay. Because um, I, I know we've been going for an hour. I didn't know, like, when, when we need to no, stop. No, right? no, no, All right, cool, because I like this stuff. No, so, keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, uh, so, uh, but, yeah, there's no accountability. I think this would None. dating websites uh, breed the kind of responses they do because it's just a lot of people being flaky. And just like always like that little back and forth of like cell phones sending pictures to each other, uh, maybe a couple of messages. But then when it comes time to like, hey, we should meet at this place at this time, it's just like. No, it falls apart. Activation energy. Yeah, it falls (laughs) apart. No, they get their attention fixed and that's enough. 
Right. And then it's like they don't want anything else that comes with it because then they then they're going to actually have to show you what they look like and they know that their market value is going to come to level in right, person. Right. And then it's like, oh, well, we can't not, have not that. Even looks, but like attitude and personality. Like I like, I like, I'm a social guy. And so I like very much. So I like going on dates just because it builds a certain kind of energy. Yeah. Just yeah. to be like, let's go to this place. Let's have a conversation. Let's see what happens after that. Yeah. You know? So like just to be that kind of person and the way online dating people handle it, they don't you have to be you have to be that kind of person. I don't I, I think I think people get to a point where they're just like, I'm uh, like they get too in their heads about um, about like uh, the stakes or the circumstances or stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes people just don't gel too. Like well, that, that's <laughs> only fair. Yeah, yeah it's true. But you uh, and anyone listening, Ramsey, yeah, you're missing out, ladies. If you're standing <laughs> Ramsey up, you're, you're missing out on on a at a minimum a very good conversation. Yes, yeah, very okay, true. This is a very I'm, I'm loving this podcast. Person. It's yeah. very true. Yeah. Like I like <laughs> like uh, people are like. Um, like people are saying, hey, can we come to a show? I'm like, oh, well, and these are the shows I'm doing. But if not, let's do a podcast. Let's get, let's put microphones in our face and have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like this is way funner than yelling by myself in a microphone. Like, uh, well, that could get tiring. It I, does. Well, what's tough is holding a strong point of view uh, about something that has no – it's like lighting a match and watching it go out. Like there's no way – there's no combustibility. Like you can't build a bigger fire because you're – speaking your point of view up to the point of it fizzling out and then moving on to the next oh thing. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, hands up to, you know, my hats to Bill Burrow who can do it twice yeah. a week and nothing and nothing at all. But uh, he's had also a lot of great life experiences to build upon to do oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, well, he talks about sports 80% of the That's time, true. which I like, I had to stop listening to his podcast. I was listening to it too much and his voice was coming into my mind on stage. And I'm like, I have, I understand. Stop no, listening it's to a this. very pervasive. It's <laughs> yeah. a very pervasive voice. His, his arguments are excellent. Yes, he, true. He is a great. He, you know, because he doesn't really. Uh, you know, he's very. I don't want to say argumentative. That's not the right word. Right. But like his comedy is not necessarily. Um, you know, like per, it's not about personal experiences. Right. Uh, Strong point of view. Yeah, it's just kind of like he's one of those guys that can talk about, uh, you know, some other t- something else, like, and but just have you know, his angle and deconstruct it. Right. You know, like, and that's, that's hard to do that. You know, like I know my comic point of view is very much based on my life and then I can kind of branch out, but he almost does the commentary on shit that's going on. And then he comes back to himself at the end. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Most of his comedy is point of view. I mean, I I think about his specials and they're about uh, a lot of of talk about race. He has a black wife. So it's a lot of like a lot of stuff about race uh, in the world. And then occasionally though, most of the stories about himself revolve around a pit bull. (laughs) I guess. Oh yeah. The stories about him and the pit bull. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, most of other than that, it's all just like strong point of view stuff about race and people's social criticism. Yeah. Yeah, social yeah, he, criticism. He's yeah, I, I love him. Who else have you been listening to lately, there, Ramsey? Um, mm. I listen to you know I, here's some comedians that uh, uh, released albums recently that people don't know about, and I'll give them shout outs. Um, Steve Simone is a oh. great comedian that not a lot of people know about. Um, uh, he uh, he has two albums. He just released one on um, on um, damn uh, one on uh, December second. Uh, What's up, nerds? And um, uh, he's a comedy store regular. Oh. Um, 
uh, and he uh, he just tells family friendly stories. He's like uh, uh, Bill Cosby without the rapiness. Uh, oh, okay. He's uh, yeah, but he's a guy. If you guys uh, haven't checked out Steve Simone, check him out. Um, uh, if you haven't checked out Sam Tripoli, he's a guy who doesn't get a lot of love and he gets needs to get more love than he should. Uh, he's another comedy store regular. These are two guys that like when they would go up on the comedy store. There was a time where I would spend. Monday through Friday, pretty much at the comedy store, 9 to 11 p.m. And then Friday, I would spend 9 a.m., 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Because the comedy store was in a little bit of a lull. And so you, I could, yeah. it was easy to get backstage or uh, behind I, or not backstage, but uh, in the back where I wouldn't bother anybody. And so I would watch all these comedians at the comedy store. And um, and uh, so there's a lot of funny people at the comedy store. I, rest assured, they're not names, but they're hilarious. And you should check them out late night. Uh, Brian Holtzman, uh, Don Barris. Um, uh, wow, you got a good list. Eleanor Cle- uh, Eleanor Kerrigan. Um, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I, I, I'm sad it hadn't. What happened is um, the comedy store when Louis C.K. Like, there's a definitely a hard before and after between when Louis C.K. released uh, Live at the Comedy Store. Once he released that, people started coming to the comedy store in droves. Right. And, like, it was hard to get around. And other things that have happened there probably facilitated that is also, like, there's been a shooting there. So there's a lot more security. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. so... Um. Uh, uh. So there's. It's a little bit more locked down than it used to be, and also like I was just this weird big guy in the back watching comedy. So I didn't. I didn't exactly vibe. <laughs> I didn't exactly so network as they say. So um. So uh. It, it became harder to get backstage, and uh, I stopped doing it. But anybody late night at the comedy store, it's a good time. Uh. There's not a lot of people. People like, but like, I would say if you need to go any places, um. Uh, and you know, it just, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 the original room goes from 9 PM to 2 AM and anytime they're going is good. I mean, uh, there's a, like I said, Brian Holtzman's my favorite closing. He would just tell these weird, vulgar stories. <laughs> oh yeah. PJ Stansberry. Yeah. If you see uh Brian Holtzman or PJ Stansberry closing it out, if you're a night owl, go check those guys out. They, all they do is just tell weird, vulgar stories. There you go. That's all they do. That's fun. Uh, Don Barris is also, he goes on like at like one and he st- goes for like a full hour and it's just him being a filthy, filthy animal. It's great. <laughs> he, it's great. He'll walk into the audience. It's very unsettling. And it's very cool. There you go. Um, so, but like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, anybody who's made it to a professional level, pretty much you're getting your money's worth, like in ways you wouldn't even know. Like, um, I'm a great fan of Alonzo Bowden. Uh, he won one of the years of last comic standing and he, he's a great joke writer. He does a lot of social criticism. He's a giant black man. So it's got, you almost got to see it coming. But what you don't know <laughs> is like when I would see him, he would do great crowd work. Like I totally didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, another guy like certain people like adapt the comedians adapt and it's cool to watch like Adam Hunter Adam Hunter is a one liner comic but he also to like balance it out so people don't get bored he does great crowd work Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, I think I'm also always in a little love with crowd work cause I mostly do open mics and uh, crowd work. You don't get to do unless the audience lets you do it. That's just the way it is. That's true. You, if you try to force crowd work on the crowd, on a crowd, they get angry. They just get mad and resentful. Like do you, like you're trying to manipulate them. You just have to let the audience tell you what's funny and then you get to say it out loud and it's always a gift. But, um, yeah, that, that's uh, that's pretty much if you're looking for stuff. Uh, yeah, good for you, Ramsey. Steve, Steve Simone, <laughs> Sam Tripoli. Um, like I'm always uh, studying. I, I I do study comic. I'm a bit of a nerd about it. I love comedy. I love sketch. 
Um, it, uh, it broke my heart when I came to LA. I think I thought I was going to have all these great conversations about comedy with comedians all the time. And most comedians are like most wannabe celebrities. They just want to talk about themselves. And you're just like, son of a bitch. Where did you study improv? I studied improv at a lot of different places. Um, I studied improv. Uh, I'll do the full history. I did. There was this place in North Hollywood called the Hot House, which did. I remember that. Yeah, it did what's what they call organic improv. It was non-suggestion. It was more theater based. So I did that for two years, and then there was a place called Bang Improv Theater on Fairfax, and over a little past Melrose. And I did that place for two years. Actually, when me and a group won the IO West. Um, Herald competition. We're going to pause for a second while Joe takes a phone call. We'll be right back. Yeah, we had a lady ask about uh, the fourth wall theater. So, yes. uh, so like I said, I was bang. I did bang for two years. I, uh, I was with a group that actually won the Herald competition at IO West for their improv festival. And then I, 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 I finished, I printed, I finished improv and sketch programs at Acme comedy theater and oh, nice. UCB. And I got as far as writing with the Groundlings. You wrote with the Groundlings. Uh, I well, I got as far as writing lab, and then they cut me. Okay. Yeah. So well, I, I. Hey, good I, for you, Ramsey. Yeah. That's, Groundlings real hardcore. It is really tough. I I'm really disappointed in what happened with the Groundlings. Um, I I I I I I you know it's one of those things where I, all I've ever wanted to do is comedy, and so when you get re- outright rejected, it's very heartbreaking. Yeah. So and I also feel like um, um, there was a little bit more pretension in politics than I than. Uh, comedy theater needs <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it at that yeah yeah sure there's uh, a lot at stake there also uh, there's also or at least yeah also I, I i just happen not to be a good fit i'll admit that too outright like as much as uh like it, it, it the whatever chemistry that was needed wasn't there and so yeah well, I, whatever <laughs> yeah exactly but no i i finished uh i've yeah, and I've also done IO West up to level two, but by that time I was like, I'm, I've been doing it for a decade. I've done as much as I want to do. I'm yeah, done. yeah, no, definitely. No, fuck. Uh, there IO West is, is a lot of money. It's typically three fifty to five hundred dollars. Too much depending, for improv. Depending yeah. on where you're going, um, the b- reason I chose the places like Bang and Hot House at the time is they were the cheapest, mm-hmm. and they were great. Actually, they were great shows, and they were great training places but and they were the cheapest so like if you like want to learn improv and you're not interested in being Saturday Night Live uh, don't knock the other places that aren't famous like there can sometimes there have been shitholes I know people who I have heard stories of people (laughs) running shitholes but there are places that are just people who happen to be on the fringes who just love improv and want to teach it I would recommend that to anybody just starting out you know what I mean I yeah, unless you want to do that, if you want to be on a Herald team and do the Herald, yeah, then there's no reason to spend extra money at IO. Unless you, uh, I don't, I don't think that Se- Second City, even when I was there ten years ago, was letting ba- any basically anyone graduate. They need to make money, right? And it, it was not uh, prestigious in any way. Groundlings is, I mean, yeah. they, they, they that that play. If you can get somewhere in the Groundlings, you might actually be able to get ahead. Right. That that is actually saying something. And then as far as UCB, again, that's like a cult practically right. now. And then um, <laughs> it's just expensive. That's and, the thing. And, and it's not worth the money. Uh, Second City used to offer the boat company. That was a nice motivating yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there was an opportunity involved. Uh, the Herald team is a fun thing. If you really want to do the Herald, you can do IO. But if yeah. you just want to get some improv experience, just, yeah, you can go yeah. to any of the, yeah. the it, 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 it's the most pure form of fucking 
theater there is. It's, it's just true. It's just like that's what playing. drew it to me yeah. too. Because like, I originally Pure did I did Meisner acting and stuff like that, and I loved the idea of like actors just coming up with theater on the fly. And uh, there you go, theater on the fly. That's your improv group. Yeah, that's you know, right. That's your that's improv true. school. Um, <laughs> the only thing is like. I don't know. I just have a LA is not a very blue collary vibey thing, and I have a no. very blue collary vibey thing, and so it was hard for me to get anywhere because uh, uh, every everybody's trying to put on like a, this alpha persona so that like uh, to draw attention so that they can get uh, uh, somewhere with their career and more power to them. But like uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm more plain spoken than that. I just what can you do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I did it for over a decade. Um, and I, I always feel like <laughs> no matter how long you do improv, you just remember your best show and your worst show. And that's true. I don't remember you, and one that's thing. It. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Cause it's all disposable theater. Like it is. Night after night after uh, night. You just yeah. remember you're like, you don't even really remember your worst unless something weird happens. You just remember really. You're yeah. like, you remember the shows other people remember when they come up to you. Like, I remember you need that one time where you did that one thing. And I was like, yeah, that was a really great show. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> if there had been famous people in the audience, I would be a famous person right now if they had been during that show. But <laughs> yeah. Plus, improv is really what I when I I love improv as an art form, but the problem is improv is done by actors, and actors is you know everything every horrible thing you've heard about actors is true. And unfortunately, you in order to do great improv, you have to let go of your ego and serve the scene. And when you have a lot of people trying to make it in a success in Hollywood, that's hard to do because people are trying to make themselves look the best to. That's true. So that's, that's probably why maybe improv is, might be different in different places, but <laughs> improv in LA, I think is a lot more shallower and maybe that's why it gets a lot more crap for it. You know? Yeah. Well, there's definitely those people, yeah. you know, I, I do feel like typically they do. I mean, in the, not in the beginning, but it, by the end, if they're, they get weeded out, you know, yes. but, but not all of them. You know, there's, there's typically when fame doesn't happen, that's when they get weeded out. Yeah. When they know that it's just not going to happen. That's when you read the people who are the diehards who were just like, let's do this. Yeah. Joe also at the fourth wall has a improv jam uh, oh, last yeah, yeah. Saturday of every month uh, hosted by Amy Seeley. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. So it's a, it's a great jam. It's been, it's a longstanding tradition in Los Angeles actually. Yeah. And so it, the fact the fourth wall has it is a boon. And, uh, and if, if you are into improv, and you are in the LA area, uh, uh, come on down. It's a good time. Yeah. So good. And it, but the uh, improvisers put a hole through his, his yeah, wall. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it gets real free. Very supportive uh, yeah. for that show. Amy's like very, yes. you know, take it's care of you. All what you yeah. sh- would want an improv jam yeah. to be. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Short form <laughs> games, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, yeah. A, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Oh shit! So are you you're gonna are you gonna mic tonight or what? Oh totally. Okay. Yeah good. totally. Yeah I uh, I um yeah I have definitely have better mater- I have material I want to go over and I'm always I, you can't stop me from miking. No, uh, I know. Yeah, I uh, this I, man is a. If you guys don't know, Ramsey Omri is about as dedicated as it gets in oh, terms of uh, working on his. Uh, Every aspect actually sure. of of stand up. That's very true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. I do. Um. Um. In fact. Uh. I. Oh. Um, this probably won't go well. We'll. We'll say anyway. Uh. I have a show Monday. At. Let's see, what time is it? 
Uh, well, we can go for a little. Where's your show? Uh, Monday at Schoonerville in Desoto Avenue in Canoga Park. Which uh, where uh, is that? Eight thirty. Oh, Schoonerville. Uh, yeah, yeah. Schooner. It's at Schoonerville. Um, you could uh, check my Facebook. I'll probably post on Twitter. But it's uh, the show's called Double Dip Comedy. If you look up Double Dip Comedy on Facebook. Okay. Um, Who hosts that? Uh, s- uh, I'm, uh, we've just, uh, Chris Crittenden and Cindy Aravina, they're a uh, uh, starting stand-up uh, power couple. And uh, actually, <laughs> actually, they'd been doing the show for six months, and it was it'd be a show and then an open mic immediately after it. Okay. And um, uh, but this is the last one, so yeah, if you want to come blow out the last double dip show at Schoonerville and in, uh, in um, Canoga Park, uh, come on down this Monday the nineteenth. As I think the show starts eight thirty nine ish. Uh, with the football season, yes, because <laughs> like every bar show, it has to wait till Monday night football's over. Oh, that's and a good then, point. Yeah, and then the show starts. So, <laughs> so yeah, that and also, um, uh, also I'll be putting a show on at uh, the Fourth Wall Comedy yes. Theater. Yes, uh, Cake Farts. That's amazing. Cake name. Farts. <laughs> it is a great name. It is a, like because like I, it's, you know what? Like it's a super non-serious vibe. I want, I want, and plus if I always want to encourage comedians like to say their thing, and if your thing is cake farts, fuck it, man. Talk about fucking cake farts. Yeah. If you can make cake farts funny, then fucking do it. Don't there you go. Don't hold back. Be you <laughs> on stage, fucking. That's what people want to see. Fucking no! Don't don't show us how clever you are. Should be show us how honest you are, man. There you and go. If your thing is cake farts. <laughs> fucking talk about that. On stage. <laughs> don't hold back. The name says it all, Ramsey. Right? Yeah, beautiful. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Oh yeah. Uh, so um um. Well, it sounds like we're kind of wrapping up organically. So I guess so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like it's the way it is. Um, so um, you can uh, find more about Joe. Where 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 would you like people to find more about you at? Oh, uh, well, you know, you just come to the fourth wall. Just come to the fourth uh, wall. You know, page on Facebook. You can search that, and you can you know find me on there if you're sure. a comedian or whatever. Sure. Um, and uh, there's also another page, the Living Room Show, which is happening on Friday. That's right. A show in this very sparsely yeah. furnished living room. It's very true. And then. Uh, Come on out to residuals. Ramsey's done all these shows. Yes, true. <laughs> we do uh, residuals over uh, last Wednesday of every month. Um, sure. Yeah, City. you can uh, subscribe to people's Facebook. So if you like, if you just subscribe to Joe Menente. Yeah. And if, if it gives you crap, just send him a message. Say you heard this podcast and you want to subscribe to keep up there on you shows. Go. There you go. Uh, and I'm sure he'll let you do it. Uh, I know I will if you say something to that effect. <laughs> um yeah, you can. Uh, you just. Uh, it's my for me. My information's on my name: R A M S E Y O M E R Y. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram is probably the best way to do it. Uh, and uh, and I look forward to the next podcast we have yeah. with whoever. I'm yeah. I'm kind of doing this on the fly because I I like the organicness of it. Uh, if I try, I don't have a studio, so I go out to the people at their obviously at their homes yes. and do this, and it's a lot of fun. But at the same time, it's scheduling and work, so we'll see how when the next one happens. Uh, and I appreciate you for listening and look forward to the next one. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Ramsey. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Yes. All right, great. Now I'm just gonna ask.